0: We're going to talk this morning um, about application is everything. And praise God it is. Application is everything. Amen? Um, At the end of the day, I've written in my notes here, at the end of the day, it's not what you know, but what you do with what you know that matters. Do you get that? It's not not what you know, because you can know a lot of things. Amen? A lot of us know a lot of things. A lot of us have, have a lot of head knowledge. Amen. But it's not what I know; it's what I do with what I know. Amen. It's not what you know; it's what you do with what you know. That makes all the difference. Amen. You can know everything that there is to know about a certain subject, like maybe we say driving. But until you get behind that wheel of a car, you haven't driven a car. Amen. Like, uh, where is Emma? Oh, she's she's gone out. Oh, here she is. Emma's been doing her driving lessons for the last nine months or so. And she was going to, to Gory to do driving lessons with a, with a lady in Gory. I had been doing great, driving around Gory and stuff. But, you know, the time came that you know it's not, not enough for Emma to be just driving someone else's car. The time came that she needed to be driving my car. So we got her insured and all. And, uh, and you know, the first day we went out driving, praise God, it was great. Amen? <laughs> but... And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> but she's doing great. Amen. Praise God. She's doing great. Amen. But up to that point, Emma had watched me and she'd watched Angela drive for all the years of her life. From the, from the very first days. You know, in the early days with Emma, she wouldn't go to sleep of a night unless she went out for a drive in the car. She would keep us awake all night. And in order for us to get her to go sleep, we have to put her in the car seat in the car and go out for a drive for five minutes. So she's been in a car for 21 years. She knows everything there is to know about driving a car. Yeah. She knows that when 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 a car starts to rev up, it's time to change a gear. When when you when you're coming to a stop sign, it's time to put the brake. To, and when it's time to pass someone, you indicate. She's seen all of that. She knows all that. She has read the rules of the road book, which. You, Thank God we didn't have to know the rules of the road book before I done my lessons, praise God. They have to sit a test on it now. I hate tests, amen, especially written ones. But they now have to sit down and and do this rules of the road test before they can even apply for a driving uh, uh, provisional license. Praise God. So she done that. She passed with flying colors. So she knows all there is to know about driving. But that matters nothing until the rubber hits the road and you're sitting in the driver's seat. Amen? Yeah. I, I can know everything about the space shuttle. And I love space. I love all that sort of stuff. I, I, I read about that stuff regularly and, and I love it all and, and space shuttles and, and all that sort of stuff. But you know what? doesn't make me an astronaut. Yeah, that's right. Amen? doesn't make me an astronaut. It's not what you know that makes a difference. It's it's the application of that knowledge to something. Amen? It's all about the application. It's what you do or what you know that makes the difference. Amen? Yes. Believing is a great first step, but you can believe all you like until you start to do something, it'll make no difference in your life. So- Amen? Yes. Hey, listen, you can have you, you can have bags of cement. You can have bricks or blocks or whatever. You can have shovels and cement mixers and trowels and all of that sort of stuff. But that doesn't make a house. Amen? You can know how to mix cement. You can know how to lay blocks and dig foundations and lay foundations. But standing there looking at all of that stuff ain't going to make a house. It's not until you dig out the foundation and lay the foundation and start laying the blocks... That that's what builds the house. It's, it's what you do and what you know and what you have that makes all the difference. Yeah. Amen? Amen? James chapter 1 there says, it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. It says, and I love what it says, it says, do what it says. Do what it says. Amen? Yeah. Don't just listen to it. Don't just read it. Spend hours. in. It. I know people who spend hours every day reading the word of God. A friend of mine, he would spend at least three hours every day reading the Word of God. And he'd come back and tell me, yeah, I read the book of Matthew last night. And here I am reading a chapter a day. I'm thinking, wow. Oh, man, he is so knowledgeable. But I came to realize that it wasn't the amount of time that he was spending in the Word of God. is what was he doing with the knowledge that he knew. And he wasn't applying it. Amen? That's all I'll say about that. Amen? Amen? Because it's not what you know. It's what you do with what you know. Yeah. Amen? Good. You can know the Word of God inside out, back to front. But if you don't apply the Word of God to a circumstance or a situation in your life, it'll, yeah. it'll make no difference. Yeah. Just because you know it, just because you've read it, Doesn't mean God is going to give you a little tick against your name there and say, when He needs healing, you know, He's read all the healing scriptures, so when He needs healing, when He gets sick, just go ahead and heal Him. Because He's read the bits about healing. This doesn't work that way. It's not what you know, it's what you do with what you know. Amen? It's the application is everything. Hey, listen, if I was sick in the morning and I went to the doctor and, and He examined me and He diagnosed what was wrong with me and He said, hey, listen, go to the chemist, here's a prescription. Get this antibiotics there. Take one, three times a day for five days and you'll be right as rain. Anybody ever been in that situation? Every one of us, I'm sure we have. And what we do is we go to the chemist, we hand over the prescription, we hand over the 20 or 30 euros and and we get this bottle of pills back. And and just in case you didn't hear the doctor, it's written on the front of the, 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 the little bottle that says, take one, three times a day after meals. For five days and you'll be right as rain. It doesn't say you'll be right as rain on the bottom of it, but, you know, it'll clear it up. Three weeks later, if there's still the same issue going on. Same issue, same problem. Three weeks later, you've got the same pain, you've got the same fungus or whatever it is, three weeks later. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself, you're scratching your head and saying, it's three weeks, this should have been gone a week ago. And you head back to the doctor again, sit in the waiting room. Going back into the doctor, doctor examines you again, and doctor goes, "I've never seen this before. Every time that I've come across this issue before, I've prescribed this particular antibiotic, and in five days, every time this issue is cleared up, I can't understand why it hasn't cleared up for you, and I may have to send you to a specialist." And he's racking his brains, he's thinking, he's he's looking at all his books on the shelf, and he's. He's rooting through a few books, and he's—he's he's really he, he, his mind is blown. He doesn't understand why. And and it, it, just as you get up to to leave the doctor's surgery with him, about ready to to uh, send you to a specialist, he says to you just on the off chance. He said, "Did you take him?" And you go, what, "What? What? Did you take the prescription?" And you go, "No." You see, it's not the Purchasing of the the medicines. It's not the buying of the medicines. If you take them and you buy them and you bring them home and stick them on a shelf and leave them there, that will clear up the condition. It's the application of the medicines. It's the taking of the prescription. It's the taking one three times a day after meals that will clear up the whatever it was. Amen? Because you can have as many pill bottles on your shelf as you like Owning them will not clear up the issue. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Visiting the doctor won't clear up the issue. Because yeah. all the doctor will do will point out to you what's wrong. And he'll turn around and he'll say he'd take this. One. Three times a day after meals and it'll clear it up. And I believe a lot of us do that with the Word of God. And with issues in our lives. Amen? Yeah. God is prescribing in His Word something to us that we need to take once three times a day for five days and I think what we're doing is we know what we need to do only we don't do it see application is everything amen it's not knowing it it's not purchasing it it's not having them on the shelf they're powerless unless you apply them amen like I mean if you cut yourself and you have a box of band-aids in the press that ain't going to stop the bleeding amen It's actually going to the press, taking out the plaster, opening the plaster, and putting it on the wound that stops the bleeding. It's not owning the plasters that fixes it. Amen? It's not having the plaster on the counter that fixes it. It's applying that plaster to the wound that fixes it. Amen? And that's what we need to do with the Word of God. Amen? We need to apply the Word of God to our lives. Not just know it. It's the application of the Word of God. Amen? You see, people forget that the Word of God is an instruction book. Amen? It's an instruction book. It's not just a novel. And you know what? We all have novels. We all have nice books that we like to read. We, we go on, you know, and um, I think Amazon came out there uh, last year and said, you know, the book sales have actually started to increase. The, the sale of you know, Kindle books and audio books is decreasing because people like to own a physical book. They like to have the physical book. Yes, so whereas they taught a number of years ago that once all these Kindle books came out now that, that people will stop buying physical books and all the physical bookstores will close, that, that actually re- has reversed. Yeah. People like to have the physical book. Yeah. People like to have a physical book. They like to read a physical book. But you know what? Owning a book is not going to tell you the story, amen? No. You should look at my library at home. and I have so many books in my library, I've read very little of them. <laughs> it's not owning the books. I, I mean, I have books on every subject, every subject under the sun. I, I see a book and I say, ah, I'd like to read that, and I'd buy it and pull it on the shelf. Yeah. And I don't have all the knowledge of all the books. Why? Because I haven't read them. Because the owning of a book doesn't give you the knowledge that's in the book, amen? It's the applying what's in the book to your life that makes all the difference. And we've done that to the Word of God, haven't we? So many of us, including me, have brought our Bibles home from church on Sunday and have dropped them on the shelf where we always dropped them, only to pick them up again the next Sunday morning. We all do it, amen? I'm very quiet this morning now. am I the only one that's hanging myself out to dry here this morning. Praise God. (laughs) But we do. It's not physically owning the Word of God that makes a difference in our lives. You could have a dozen Bibles in your home. It won't make any difference to your marriage if your marriage is on the rocks, if you don't apply what the Word of God says about your marriage to your life. Amen? If you're sick, you'll still be sick with 40 Bibles in the house until you read what the Word of God says about healing, and then go and apply it to your condition. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We forget that the Bible is a living book. Yeah. Amen? Hey, listen, for a long time, glory to God, we've got better. We've got better. I'm mean, Just a disclaimer before we say anything. For a long time, our home was a graveyard for plants. We'd buy them. We would buy them. For a long time, not recently. We've got so much better. We go and buy plants and we plant them or we put them in boxes or whatever and then we just leave them there. We'd forget about them. And we go back a number of weeks later and they're dead. And we've gotten so much better because we've learned that a plant will not live without water. Amen? If you don't water your plants, they will die. So we have lovely plants now. (laughs) Because it's not having it that makes the difference. Amen? It's what you do. It's the, it's the watering of the plant. Amen? And it's the reading of the Word of God. And not just the reading of the Word of God. Amen? It's not just the reading. It's applying what you read. A number of years ago, I heard of this guy in America who goes around with, with the circus. And his job in the circus is that anybody can go into him, pay him a few dollars, and ask him to tell him what Ezekiel 1.5 says. And he'd quote it straight away. Wow. Then you go to him and you say, what does Revelations 12.4 say? And he'd quote it straight away. And you're thinking, wow, I'm going to catch him out. I'm going to, I'm going to ask him, what does Psalms 48 eight three say? And he'd quote it straight away. You see, this guy knows the Word of God. Front to back. Every one of the 66 books, he knows every one of them. Word to For word And not just word for word, verse for verse. Now, hey, listen, most of us know two, three, four, five scriptures that we can quote off by heart, yeah? Some of the better ones of us know 10, 20 of them that we can quote off by heart, chapter and verse. Now, we know the scriptures, but, hey, listen, I can't tell you where all the scriptures are. I can quote them to you. I can give you a vague idea sometimes where it is. I know what's in there. But this guy knows every one of them. I don't know how many verses there are in the Word of God, but he knows every one of them. But do you know what the difference between him and me and him and you is this morning? He doesn't know God. He knows the Word of God. Back to front. It's a dedication that he's had to make him money. But he doesn't know God. He knows every verse, every scripture, but doesn't know the writer. And he doesn't know to apply him in his life. When sickness comes knocking on his door, and it surely does, he doesn't know what to do. Only go to the doctor or the chemist. He doesn't know that he can go to the one who heals him. Amen? When trouble comes in his relationship, he doesn't know that he can apply the Word of God to his relationships. He doesn't know that. And his relationships suffer because of it. You see, he knows the Word of God back to front, chapter and verse, but he doesn't know the author. Amen? Amen? James 1 tells us, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Amen? Amen. Do what it says. Yeah. Here's a question this morning. Pretty easy question. How do we get saved? How do we get saved? You know how we got saved? We got saved by the grace of God when. We found or were shown some scriptures like Romans 10 where it says in verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's a revelation there. Amen? That's a revelation there. Or in John 3.16 where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. They're salvation scriptures. and, And that's how we got saved. Amen? We got saved when we read these scriptures or someone pointed us to these scriptures and when we read these scriptures we thought, hey, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Amen? Yeah. I got it now. It says, okay, that, that if I, if me, if, if I confess with my mouth Jesus is Lord, okay, that's what I need to do. I need to now go before God and I need to say, hey God, you're Lord. And yeah. confess it. using my mouth to confess it. And, and hey, listen, I believe that. I believe you are Lord. And if I do that, the Word of God says, if I apply that to my life, it says, I will be saved. You see, it's not me merely reading that. It's not me merely reading Romans chapter 10 and reading it like an exercise, reading it like a novel. It's me reading that and applying that to my life, applying that to my circumstance. Because before I... uh, Listen, I could be lost and read that scripture and not be saved. But if I am lost... And I read that scripture, and I read that scripture like an application, apply it to my life, then I'm saved. There's the difference. Amen? Two people could read the same scripture. One applies it, the other doesn't. One has eternal life and the other doesn't. Simple as that. Amen? Amen. You see, it's not what you know. It's not what you read. It's what you do with what you know. It's what you do with what you read. Application is everything. Amen? How many times do us men, and maybe not just men now, maybe some of us women too, have bought something in Ikea or Woodies or something like that? I mean, you're walking around Ikea or Woodies and you see this lovely wardrobe or this lovely sideboard and you think, yeah, I'll have that. And, you, and when you go and buy it, the, the guy who, who, who brings it out to you brings it out in this flat pack box and you think, that's not what I'm... I want a sideboard. He so, no, no, you have to put it together yourself. It's self-assembly. So you go home and you, and you open up the box and, and you lay everything out. And, and the last thing that falls out of the box is the instructions. It's the very last thing. And, you know, if anybody is like me, honest, the instructions get put to the side because at the end of the day, I'm a man. I don't need no one from China telling me how to put a wardrobe together. I know how a wardrobe goes together. Amen. And, and I, read, I read the top of the instructions. It takes three hours, and I'm thinking, like, I'll have this done in an hour. Yeah, in. It says it takes two people to do it. I don't need anyone to help me. <laughs> so six hours later, it's starting to look like some sort of a, a tra- sideboard now. I mean, it stands, and there's a flat top on top of it there. The doors are on it. Okay, they're not hanging straight, but they're on it. And when I'm finished, and when it sort of looks like what it looked like in the shop or the picture on the front of the box, and I'm satisfied, I turn around and I see there's five pieces behind me. Three screws, two pieces of wood, and... I'm wondering, oh, oh I hope they were extras. <laughs> but then after about a week of this sideboard sitting there, you go in, you put your phone on it after you come home from work, drop your phone, drop your keys, on it, and the whole thing drops to the ground. In pieces. You see, we have to learn, and I have to learn, and you have to learn that we have to follow instructions. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. And I know for us men, probably more prevalent in men than it is in the, in the women. And not trying to put us down in any way, but us men, I can be very prideful when it comes to things like that. Yeah, and and we don't like having to follow instructions. We like to be the leader. Amen? Amen. Has anybody ever led anyone astray? I brought the men to London last November and, and, and uh, Paul led them astray. I told Paul, Paul, no, no, I, I know these things, Paul. I, I've used these before. Paul, we need to be on this side. But Paul said, no, no, I'm prideful. I'm a leader. We need to go on this side. It wasn't Paul's fault. It was my fault. But I like to blame Paul. Because that's another thing that we do too, don't we? We like to point the finger of blame at someone else. When, they, when, when I fail to follow instructions and when I fail to, to, to build the cabinet the way the cabinet was meant to be built, I, I like to point the finger of, of blame to someone else. You know, the instructions were too complicated. The instructions weren't right. Whoever put these instructions together, they, they weren't right. They didn't do it right. We like to blame someone else, amen? Whereas at the end of the day, if I had have read the instructions if I had followed the instructions, if I had done everything the instructions told me to do, the sideboard wouldn't have collapsed. Amen? And I can't point the finger at Paul. I can't point the finger at some guy in China who put the box together or made the thing. It's not their fault. Amen? And don't we do that so much in our lives? We get sick. Something goes wrong in our lives. Our finances are in a mess. Our relationships are all over the place. And we're there standing before God, pointing the finger at God, saying, God, why am I sick? Lord, why are my finances in a mess? My relationships, Lord, why, aren't they, why are they in a mess? And God is saying, He's saying to you, I told you how to fix it in my word. I gave you the instructions. And you've, you've glanced at the instructions. How many people glanced at instructions? And God is saying, hey, listen... It's not about what you know or perceive or think you know. It's what you do with what you know. Application is everything. Amen? 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 Amen. Application is everything. I remember before I got saved, before I knew Jesus, I used to go to church every week. I never missed. I used to love going to church. But here was the thing. I thought that God honored my attendance. I thought that because I was there every week, because I showed up every week, that God honored that. That that was my ticket into heaven, my attendance. I thought if I'm there every week, if I say amen at the right time every week, if I go for communion every week, if I, if I stand every week at the right time, if I kneel every week at the right time, I thought that that's going to open the pearly gates to me. But I came to realize when I found, or when Jesus found me, when I came into a relationship with Jesus, that my attendance wasn't what got me saved. Amen? Amen. I could show up in church every Sunday for the rest of my life and not know Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. That I needed to know Jesus. I needed to know His Word. I needed to know what He had for me. And in knowing what He had for me, not just listening to what some preacher said, It was me knowing it myself and finding out myself and applying it to my life. Not expecting someone else to live out my religious experience for me. And a lot of us did that, didn't we? And maybe some of us still do that. We, 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 we have our relationship with God lived out through somebody else. Sure, if I'm sick, I'd get him to pray for me. If I'm sick, I'd get her to pray for me. If I have an issue going on in my life, I'll get them to counsel with me. Amen? Whereas God says, you know, if you have an issue going on in your own, not that you shouldn't go and have someone pray with you. Yes. Not that you shouldn't ask someone to lay hands on. Yes. Amen. Amen. Not that you shouldn't ask for advice. It's that you should know what to do yourself. Yes. Amen. 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 Because when we read the word of God, do you know the word of God is written to you? Yes. Amen. 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 Not just me. I love at the start of every, every Bible, or at least most of them, it says it says who this, who this Bible belongs to. Amen? And if you have never written your name in your physical Bible, if you haven't got a physical Bible, you should get a physical Bible. Because you should write your name in the front of the physical Bible and say not just that this Bible belongs to me. You should write in the front of your Bible saying that this Bible was written to me. Yeah, that's right. Amen? Amen? And if I follow what this Word of God says to, in my life to the best of my ability, then I will have everything that God promised me in His Word. Is, have anybody here in church ever read a promise in the Word of God and thought, hey, i like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And is there any promise in the Word of God that you have read in the past and you may still read today that you say, "Hi, hey, i still like that. Yeah. I haven't had that yet. I'd, I'd still like that. Well, that's a promise to hold on to. Amen. That's a promise of God to hold on to. Amen? Because, hey, listen, not every one of us, and not, not every, no one, should I say, on this planet has gotten everything that God has for him yet. Amen? Because we haven't laid hold of it all yet. Amen? But if we stay in God's Word, keep applying God's Word to our lives, when something gets broke, fix it. When something needs help, help it. Amen? If we apply the Word of God to our lives, then we have the promises that God promised us. Amen? Amen. It's, it's, it's not living out your relationship with God through anybody else. Listen, I could stand up here this morning and tell you that I, I got a phone call this morning from Ruby Walsh, and he's just told me that he's riding some sort of horse tomorrow at the 2 o'clock in some sort of a, a, a horse stadium. I don't know, why I'm not <laughs> into all that sort of stuff. But it's a dead cert. I'm telling you, it's a dead start. I've actually been around the rest of the jockeys. There's three more jockeys in the race. And they've all told me that there are no intentions of winning that race. And this is a 20 to 1 on shot. Now, I'm not advocating anybody here should go to the bookies and put money on, something like that. But if someone said that to you, and you knew for a fact that it was going to win, and you just happened to walk along the street and found 20 euros on the ground... So it's not even your own money. But there's no one around and there's no hope of you ever finding anyone that lost it. And you happen to find it standing outside of Paddy Powers. If you didn't go in there and put that money on that horse, you can't give out afterwards when you found that that horse won at 50 to 1. Because there's no winning without the application. Amen? That's a bad example. I do come up with some bad example someday. That's a bad one. But it's without the application, there is no win. Amen? Without the application, there is no victory. When you're sick, without the application of healing scriptures and standing on the healing scriptures over your body, there is no healing. Amen? Amen? When, you're, when your relationships are in a mess, they will not get fixed without the application of the healing scriptures for, 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 for your relationships in the Word of God. Yeah. If your finances are in a mess, you can save and save and save and save and save and, and don't pay this bill and shift this one here and this one there and move this money here and, and try and do this and, and scrimp and save here. But it will not fix your finances without the application of the financial scriptures that God has all throughout the Word of God. Amen? Amen. It's because application is everything. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen. You will be eating dry toast for the rest of your life if you continue to ignore the marmalade in the press. Amen? You can have pots and pots of marmalade in your press, but unless you go to the press, take the marmalade out of the press, open the jar and take a knife out of the the press and put the knife into the marmalade and spread it on your bread, you will be eating dry bread from here to eternity. Amen? Because it's all about application. And the Word of God is not a dead book. Amen? It has the answer for every problem you're ever going to have. It has the solution for every issue that's ever going to come up in your life. But if you are one of these people who likes problems, who likes issues, well then here's what you do with your Bible. Close it, put it on the shelf, leave it there. Enjoy your problems. Amen? But if you're like me, and you don't like problems, you don't like issues, you don't like wrong things going on in your life, then open up your Word of God. And when you see in the Word of God where God says, I will heal you of all your diseases, apply that to your life. Amen? Amen? Where God says, I'll take care of all your needs according to my riches and glory. God will heal your finances. Amen. Find scriptures where God talks about the issues that you have going on in your life and apply them. Amen. Because application is everything. Amen.